The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Raising capital or taking your business to the world? Investment Fix has everything you need to make it happen. This season, we're exploring the US market, the opportunities it offers, what it takes to grow a business there, and the best way to approach investors. The Investment Fix Podcast. Tune in today. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Kia ora koutou. my name is Toby Manhire. It's October the 14th at, what time is it Anna? Uh, it's uh, nearly midnight, it's 16 minutes to midnight. Perfect, perfect 16 minutes to midnight. Special post-election debrief live stream for our pleasure and maybe possibly even yours. Anna Rafti Connell, hello, how are you? Welcome. <laughs> I'm good, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Madeline Chapman. Kia ora to you. Hello. Um, <laughs> we've made it through, nearly, uh, and just before uh, we all turn into pumpkins, we're going to give you a quick rundown on what has happened, what, is, what has played out tonight on election night. I'll tell you, what we know is this. We know that Christopher Luxon will be the next Prime Minister. Uh, we saw him speak this evening uh, to a packed Shed 10 on the waterfront in Auckland, and it was quite a contrast with last election when it was a much more modest and sombre affair. We also know that Nationals done better than they were looking in the polls, um, although not quite as healthy a lead as they had partway through the night. We'll get into that in a second. We know that Labour has plunged. They've gone from 50.1%, 50.01% in the 2000 red wave, um, the COVID election, in which they achieved something that always looked as though it would be anomalous, but there is no escaping the uh, steepness of that fall to, mm. as of 92.6% of results counted, they're on 26.6%. Um, what else? Hipkins talked about there being curveballs in his speech to at the Hutt Valley where they held the Labour event this evening. He talked about having to face curveballs. Uh, he talked about how the, when the tide comes in, then it goes out too, um, just as dramatically. Certainly that's happened. Mad, you watched the speeches on the television in the spin-off office. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole spin-off office is decked out in orange <laughs> in, 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 in honour of the, um, the Dutch cricket team who are currently playing in the uh, Cricket World Cup and we're all huge fans. Unfortunately, they lost to the Black Caps the other night, but come on, come on the Dutch. Uh, Mad, what did you make of the speeches? Uh, Chris Hipkins, I quite liked Chris Hipkins' speech. It was, mm-hmm. um, I feel like sometimes those concession speeches, they try to make it like a victory speech, uh, except that, you know, like we won, but also we lost. Mm. They, there's obviously no uh, escaping the fact that they lost quite heavily tonight and he didn't seem to try and hide that except for pointing a bit to some of Labour's successes in government. I think him getting tearful was uh, a very human and not surprising but quite a, I guess, nice Mm -hmm. touch that um, 
especially since he kind of ended his campaign so aggressive and quite, you know, quote unquote angry. It was quite, um, yeah, it was quite heartening Good to, to see, see him. Would you have liked to see him cry in the third debate? Is that what you <laughs> I mean, look, I love to see anyone cry. I love to cry myself. So um, I think, yeah, I think it was, it felt like a very genuine speech hmm. and not trying to kind of, uh, strategize for the next three years or anything like that. It was just very much of the moment. Um, and then a lovely shout out to Tony. Tony. Uh, Tony. Spelling unknown. I think it's T O N I. I think it's T O N I. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, I'm sure yeah, there'll shout be out to Tony. many, many more Google searches big, of that. Big fan of the, the Dutch cook team. The, um, he talked about us getting back up again and all that sort of stuff. And then afterwards in uh, interviews, wouldn't be drawn on whether or not he'd be staying and suggested that he genuinely did not have a plan B, as he'd said during the campaign, mm. and that we'd wait and find out um, whether or not he will remain as Labour leader. What about Luxon? I thought Luxon spoke... He did, kind of like in the debates, it felt like he was speaking almost as a person who was re-elected. He felt very... Yeah kind of confident, I guess that's the CEO. Well, he looked, looked prime ministerial, I yeah, thought. Yeah, there's a CEO in him. Yeah. He was. He spoke well, um, did hate the use of the word, the phrase, do life with you, which is what he said to his wife. Um, otherwise, <laughs> pretty good. Th- those are the things that really stood out to me, having listened to a bunch of um, political speeches throughout the night. But, no, he... He seemed extremely comfortable. I think he, and, and he was not surprised, obviously, um, but also very confident and very much had had the room in a way that wasn't, um, you know, he thanked Chris Hipkins and he spoke fairly graciously and didn't suggest too much with uh, Winston Peters. And then at one point the crowd was chanting and it honestly sounded like they were saying, preen up, preen up. <laughs> Don't know what they were actually saying, <laughs> but did, it felt appropriate for Winston Peters. They did it back, on track, back on track, but then there was later and it was a preen up, preen up, preen up. Freedom, peanut, preen up. Freedom, peanut, preen up. All of them were. <laughs> more mysteries. <laughs> To be uncovered as we progress. Anything else in the speeches from either of you, Anna, tonight or the other speeches that you watched on the telly? Oh, I mean, I think, you know, it was, I think Hipkins was interesting because he, he has been, and I think this is his right and it's fair, he's been really reticent about his personal life over the course of the campaign. He, they have not, his kids have not featured um, he has not really ever spoken about it. And it's just been such a marked contrast from Ardern, right, who that was all out there. And then tonight he kind of gave us, I just, yeah, the the ebb and flow of Chris Hipkins in terms of that kind of real mongrel aggression at the debate and then this kind of other guy that was up there tonight. I feel like it's been quite hard to get a handle on who he actually is, which I know is something people also said about Christopher Luxon, but I do feel like we got the measure of Christopher Luxon over the course of the campaign. Yeah. Let's recap on those numbers before we talk about what they might mean. We're looking right now at the numbers from 92.6% of results counted. You might be slightly ahead of me there. 95.1. Oh, well. Well, well, well. Anna's got... It's like <laughs> you've got some... How can you do that? That computer's not even plugged in. I what kind of voodoo is this? I am plugged in. I am the machine. <laughs> I printed it out. <laughs> you've got a bit of paper. I've, I've got it live. All right. Well, you tell us then. You well, tell us then so what it is. 95.1% yeah. of the vote counted. So 
Nationalists sitting on 39.2, which would give them 50 seats. Mm-hmm. Actor on 9.1, which would give them 11. So combined, you've got a 61. 61. Mm. Now, that is quite a narrow majority, Squeaky. isn't it? Yeah. And I don't know what the... We've had some stuff, which we'll talk about in a moment, with because Te Party Māori are overperforming in electorates uh, vis-à-vis their party vote, that could create an overhang. At one point in the night, as the results were rolling in, we would have had a parliament of 124. That mm. was because they were, at one point, I think, to party matter running six or possibly even seven of the Māori seats. So at the moment, do you know what that is? At the moment, I think it's a 121-seat parliament. So it would be an overhang of one. Yep. And that would be... National and Act having 61 of 121, which is the narrowest possible majority. However, when the by-election is held on November 25th in Port Waikato, which was occasioned by the Act candidate sadly dying uh, during the course of advance voting had opened, which means there will be a by-election, which almost certainly Andrew Bailey will win, that would mean that National and Act would have 162 seats out of 122. We also await special votes. And that, in the last two elections, has amounted to 17% of the overall vote, and things can move. Usually the Greens pick up another seat. Last time, Te Party Māori just edged up enough to get a second seat. There are some things that can move around. And so the question, really, Anna is do you pick up the phone to Winston Peters anyway? We've already heard tonight that Christopher Luxon has talked to David Seymour and we knew that that would happen. We yeah. knew that that would happen. And, and, do you call and, up Winston anyway? Do you call the old the old rotary phone in the Duke of Marlborough <laughs> Hotel, get him on there, hello, <laughs> this is the Duke of Marlborough Hotel, and then you ask for Mr Peters, yeah. the Right Honourable Mr Peters. Ring, ring. Hmm. Um, yeah, I think you do. I mean, he, Peters himself in the speech said he sort of indicated he'd be happy to help. Um, <laughs> it's really tight. It's it's really close, and I, I think it's, you know, New Zealand First categorically do not and have been very clear about this, want to return Labour to government in any way, shape or form. So I, I think you do give him a call. It's very tight. It's very close. Things might slip around. I mean, you know, looking at the Māori seats, for example, the last time I had a look, I mean, in Te Tai Tokorau, Calvin Davis is only 138 votes ahead of mm. the Te Pāti Māori candidate. Mm. So Te Pāti Māori might pick up another electorate seat and they have already got four. So, yeah, I don't think it's um, a sealed deal in terms of it just being a national act kind of governing scenario. I think you might want to pop Winston Peters in your top pocket there. It will be interesting to see where it plays out in some sense, I think, because David Seymour (laughs) is so, I would have thought, determined that a coalition could be held together without New Zealand first taking part, he might therefore be a bit more willing to offer sort of levels of guarantees or compromises he otherwise wouldn't. Well, oh, you mean he'll, he'll, like, give up something in order to keep Winston out? He's just been talking a lot during the course of a campaign in which it was looking as though ACT would be a coalition partner comprising a quarter of the overall uh, of the overall coalition MPs and therefore a quarter of Cabinet. And then 
the 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 ghost of Winston Peace has floated in through the rafters and absorbed much of the last few weeks of the campaign. And having been confronted with that reality, where before Seymour was so determined, I think he will still be determined to push on making sure he gets the things he wants. Perhaps there might be some level of because always the cord you can pull is that you can say, well, the government will, won't won't hold any longer. I think in this circumstance, maybe he'll be a little bit steeled to do that. I don't know. I don't know. He was, said, was, but did he come out, was it last night, and said, would, you know, we would sacrifice positions at the cabinet table for policy? Yeah. So, yeah. And I think that was imagining a New Zealand first scenario, mm, though. I think mm. with these numbers, it's hard to imagine anything other than a national act coalition actual formal coalition with seats around the cabinet table. The interesting thing about it is I talked to someone at the ACT. I popped into the Green ACT and uh, National Party. The the joint party that they all had. They were all, very hopefully, (laughs) (laughs) within three minutes' walk of each other. The ACT and the um, Green events were literally adjacent so that um, Shanti and Charlotte, who were there for us, were able to wave at one each other <laughs> and one another on the, on the balcony outside. Anyway, I spoke, spoke to someone who's quite high up on the act list and asked that person whether or not they thought they were, might be in Cabinet. And they said, well, actually on these numbers, uh, maybe not. Because if you look at uh, 50 to 11, that's a ratio of 5 to 1, Versus at one point it was looking like a ratio of three to one, which would have given you would, and that's that's roughly the basis that you would go into a cabinet on. So rather than having fifteen national to five act, this could be more like sixteen or seventeen national, and, and the remainder act. Anyway, that, that that's probably getting a bit ahead of ourselves. Uh, we will need to. I think I think they'll almost certainly get underway with doing the coalition. Maybe they give Winston. Maybe they offer Winston Peters. Uh, not that he's interested in baubles, never has been, to be clear. To be but maybe clear. he does. Maybe he does get some kind of uh, uh, role to allow him to have his last term or his last minister, well, second to third to the minister, minister to space. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> he's probably not getting treasurer though, is he? That sort of thing that he's talked about. Wanting. He's not getting treasurer. No. no, not not unless they really need it. But then again. I mean, if they need it, even if they only need one vote to put the, gov- the government mm. together, that's enough that you get a, a, a whole lot of leverage. So, yeah, there's still some there's still some water water to go under under the bridge. Skinny are helping you show how smart you are with the One Q Quiz, an all new, super challenging, and super quick daily quiz built by the Spinoff. Every Monday, Skinny are giving you the chance to prove you're smart with the Skinny Extra Credit question. Get it right, and you'll get the chance to score yourself some Skinny Extra mobile credit so you can text, call, or even video call your group chat and gloat about how big your brain is. T's and C's apply. Raising capital or taking your business to the world? Investment Fix has the lowdown on everything you need to make it happen. This season, we're exploring the US market the opportunities it offers, what it takes to grow a business there, and the best way to approach investors. Join some of the superstars of the investment and business world as they share advice from their time in the US so you can make your mahi count in this massive market. The Investment Fix Podcast, brought to you by Invest New Zealand. Tune in today. What else? Well, we've been watching all the numbers flow in, um... Mad. What are the seats? Leaving to one side the the Maori electorates, which we'll come mm-hmm. to in a second. What are some of the seats that have kind of been edge of the seat seats? The ones that have shot up and surprised. Yeah. So there were a few. 
obviously in um, both of our neighbourhoods, uh, Mount Arbor and Mount Roskill were the two that kind of were not picked to be close seats at mm. all. We mm. certainly did not have them in our uh, hot seat, close seat um, Melissa list. Lee was um, extra- remarkably leading Mount Albert, a seat won by Jacinda Ardern by 20,000 in 2020. She was yeah. Mel- Melanie White, who had a rather miserable time in Auckland Central at the last mm-hmm. election when Chloe Swarbrick beat her, was for some time being beaten by Melissa Lee. For 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 a lot of time, and what's the latest? At the last count, um, she's she's up by eighty nine. She's ahead by eighty nine. Helen yeah. White. She got a bit of a lead going for a couple hundred, uh-huh. and then now it's back with ninety three point eight percent of the vote. So that one is going 89. to the wires. So it's Ricardo Menendez March, who came in yeah. and uh, is a green candidate, no one expected him to win, but he has sort of successfully split that left vote uh, quite a lot. Um, and was running it was running they were running an electric ticks. campaign, yeah. which they don't normally do. Um, and he's going to be almost as popular with Helen White as <laughs> Chloe Swarbrick was <laughs> after beating her in Auckland Central. <laughs> So I think that's that's kind of um, I do think oh, it is close, but obviously with um, you know the specials, mm. I think Helen White will hold on to it. What I hope uh, is that it basically kind of gives enough of a scare to to sort of I don't know spark some inventiveness in in Helen White in terms of now having a having an electorate seat. I think that would be quite. It would be quite embarrassing. Gina Lynch said early on when Melissa Lee was leading that uh, Helen White should be ashamed of herself if she loses Auckland Central in 2020 and then Mount Albert in 2023. And that was obviously very strong words from Gina, but it it would be extremely embarrassing to take the one of the strongest Labour holds. Obviously, it was Jacinda's seat, but one of the strongest Labour seats in the country mm. and, and lose it. And then down the road, Michael Wood... Down the road, Michael Wood. Uh, has lost. He has lost to Carlos Trung from National and quite significantly 1,500. 1500. He's mm. down by 1,500 mm. votes. So he's out, out, out. He is out of parliament. Someone who, uh, despite having had a difficult year, to put mm. it <laughs> mildly, having... Uh, over his share own share holdings, which he failed to divest himself of, though he said he would, but still someone who was being talked about as a potential leader of the Labour Party yeah, with a veneer or when you interviewed future. him on the Megapod, mm. there were comments of Michael Wood, next Labour Prime Minister. Mm. You know, and well, it was they weren't just you know chuck that on anyone who's been interviewed. It was a genuine contender yes, for leader and potential. He was uh, when Jacinda Ardern stood down. The, he was one of the few alternatives that were being talked about alongside. So it's a massive result. I was, again, I, as I arrived at the National Party function at Shed 10 earlier, there was a chant that went up going, Carlos, Carlos, Carlos. And there was a crowd of about 20 people uh, surrounding Carlos Chung, the, the, the national candidate for Mount Roscoe, who, I mean, he was on nobody's card, you know, yeah, and that no. was, so I was sort of had to pitch myself really, quite an extraordinary, extraordinary scene. Um, yeah, so those two, I mean, Michael would have been... Out out is a is a huge shock. I think in the same category, but potentially hanging on is Phil Twyford in Tiara Two. Mm. He is down by 170 with 94 percent of the vote counted. Wow! Yeah. And he will 
maybe hang on on the list, but as well could potentially be out out mm. if he loses that. And Rongatai Fleurfoot Simons will be out out if she loses to Julian Genta, which it is looking. Yeah, I mean, she was never pretty, in. She was never in. Yeah. But, but she she yeah that's that would be an amazing for the Greens to get a third. Sorry, mm. which I'm getting ahead of you here because <laughs> Wellington and Wellington Central. Yeah. Um, Wellington Central was a runaway for Tamitha Paul. Mm. Has it all come in yet? Yeah, pretty well, much. pretty much. She's got just 3,000 yeah. votes ahead. So Ibrahim Omar is also out. Omar um, is out. And then in terms of the actual close, close edge of your seat, yeah. Nelson, 100% of the votes counted, margin of 54. Oh, Nelson. To Blair Cameron, who leads Labour's Rachel Boyack. Boy, so... Boy. That is obviously that will could flip back with special votes, but that is about as close as you can possibly get mm. with one hundred percent of the vote counted. So these are all these are all seats. I mean, Rangatai was expected to be potentially quite close, but the rest of them were not even expected to be close at all. Mm. And suddenly, they are looking either like pretty comfortable losses or a very very narrow win for Labor. So. Mm. I don't know. It would definitely be quite shocking. I think that changes. I was saying we had a list of, um, you know, you have draft lists of potential MPs who might be in or MPs yeah. who might be out, and we had to do some pretty heavy revising of our Labour list of potential MPs yeah. out because yeah. some of these names we didn't think would factor in at all. Yeah. Labour would bring in sort of 17-odd list seats, wouldn't they, at this, at this rate, which is yes. which is – which is sort of more than would be expected if they'd done better, which is sort of seems around mm. the wrong way, but that's the nature of it. Because they've which, lost so many yeah. because they've, Kieran, they've lost Kieran so many McInulty was Kieran a potential McInulty. borderline, but yeah. he's pretty safe He'll now. come back now on the list, yeah, yeah. having lost the... Um, and so he's someone who has been talked about as a potential leader if it is if Chris comes to stand down. Uh, there'll be some other people on that list um, who Labour will be glad to have uh, in one sense, at least, because it might offer them some opportunity for rejuvenation. Um, mm-hmm. Any more on your on your your seat list, or should we, should we switch to? No, that was all. Oh, obviously, Tamaki Brooke Van Velden. Tamaki. Taking, not yep. it wasn't that edge of your seat. She ended up no. winning quite comfortably, no. but it certainly going into no. it felt close. And now, um, yes, yeah, in terms of the seats, I thought it was quite, you know, regardless of your leanings. Very exciting in terms of a whole bunch of new faces and, um, mm. you know, minor party it's, electorate seat wins. It's going to be very interesting. It's quite good to have, I think, ACT and the Greens getting a foothold in electorates. Mm. Yeah. Um, and uh, to party Māori with four, that's, you know, that's nine of 72 seats for smaller parties. Which it sort of feels, I think... Um, you know, because obviously in the lead up to the election with the polling, it's all really focused around party vote. And I think you sort of the electorate seats kind of slip off the radar a little bit. But, you know, you could argue this is sort of like proper MMP now that you've got some of those s- smaller mm. parties having enough presence and profile to gain electorate seats. Yeah. The Maori electorates have been incredible. <laughs> they've Amazing. Been, they've been real kind of nail biters for those involved. As I mentioned earlier, at one point I think there were six, possibly seven of the seven Māori electorates that were going to Te Pāti Māori, which would be extraordinary. And some, as you say, still could come back. Can you um, 
Can you guide us, Anna, through the Māori electorate situation as currently through your magic... Through my magic portal. ...magic (laughs) remotely connected machine? Um, So obviously no surprises in terms of um, Rawari Waititi taking Waiariki very, very comfortably. Um, Debbie Nawera-Paka came out ahead in Titai Hauru. She's got a majority of over 6,000 there. Uh, and then, of course, very exciting, um, Hana Rafati Maipi Clark. I mean, quite a big, big moment really for Nanaya Mahuta to be to be gone um, after twenty six years. Twenty six years, longest serving, longest serving female, consecutively serving yeah. female yeah. MP. Which means, to put it into context, that she would have been in her sixth year as a parliamentarian when Hana. Hannah Maipi Clark was born. Yes. Yep. I mean, yeah, it's, it, it's kind of, I guess, I mean, it's, it is a very big m- moment for Mahuta. I guess it's kind of a passing of a baton, I suppose, mm. in, in a lot of ways. But um, that was, yeah, I mean, that's exciting for for Hannah and for Te Pāti Māori for sure. And then uh, you've got... Um, Taku Teferis in Te Tai Tonga. Te Tai Tonga? Yep. Can, I mean, that's sort of, again, I, I don't, you know, it's, <laughs> I don't think it's completely off the just possible list for some people, but Te Tai Tonga is in the Tirakatane Fano, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so deep, deeply yep. that that is a, it feels quite seismic to me. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, I think he, he fronted at the debate, didn't he? The, was it the he was the minor Takuta yeah, Ferris? Yeah. yeah, he did some really it's impressive really debate performances. Yeah. And I think at the time, I think a lot of people were like, "Who is this guy? He's number five on Te Pāti Māori's list. Yeah. Why is he here?" Yeah. Um, and yeah, now that's why. I guess. Now he's an MP. He's an MP, and, and Mika Fighter he won't be an MP. No, so um, Labour have held on to Ikiro Rafati. Um, and again, that looks pretty comfortable and pretty settled. Uh, Kushler is out ahead by two and a half thousand votes there. And then the one that is looking, I mean, yeah, so Titai Tokorao with Calvin Davis, who has sort of hinted at the fact that if he didn't win the seat, he probably would say goodbye to politics. Um, he is ahead at the moment by 378 votes. So it's close. Mm. Yep, so there's a couple of ones that will certainly go to specials there, which could... And look, Pene Henere and Tamaki Makoto is only 383. Yeah. So those two. Yeah. What's what? the... I know special votes tend to lean left. What's the... Is there any sort of like... Because it's all Labour to Party Māori. Is there any sort of suggestion of where they might fall for these or is it sort of anybody's game since they're both... I'd love to answer that question, but we're out of time. So, no, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, sorry. <laughs> yeah. You're not answering. <laughs> You're just answering questions. You're not supposed I, to ask I, them. I don't know. Um, the, the, certainly, it's not just the what it means in terms of them being close, but what it means in terms of the potential to create an extra seat in Parliament mm, mm. and therefore, you know, meddle with that balance in terms of whether or not... Um, Uncle Winston is required, so yeah. But I mean, we'll 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 do that work, and we'll we'll have pieces up on the spin-off for you in the morning. Anything else that stood out for you in the coverage and the 
Um, uh, we had some, we've had in the field tonight, we've had a bunch of reporters from the different events. So go and check all that out on live updates. Anything else that's worth highlighting? No, I think probably Joel McManus, who was at the our Wellington editor, who was at the Labour Party, he kind of, he said the spirit was not as down as you would expect. Mm. But I think it was because all of the MPs, no one really went to the party. It was like staff and supporters and maybe family. Um, but in terms of actual MPs, they all seem to be either huddled in another room or at another They're location entirely. So Grant, Grant Robertson was there. We cut to him yeah, occasionally he he, during the speech. He popped up for an interview and then he, uh -huh. he left again yeah. and then he came back for Hipkin's speech. So yeah. it does feel like there's a, a, a very different mood to Labour mm. compared to all the other parties. I think all the other parties are pretty, pretty happy. Labour's kind of the the overall loser on the night. Mm. Mm. I mean, the, the Greens seemed pretty happy mm. when, when, yeah. I, when I went into their, their thing. Um, and, and, of course, you know, they bringing in 14 seats of the current amount, we should, we should have perhaps touched on that more, is a, is, a, is a great result for the Greens, mm. albeit one where they now are well away from the levers of power. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, let's leave it there. We're going to be back in here for a Gone by Lunchtime podcast with Annabelle Lee Mather and Ben Thomas and me. And you guys can have a little lion. Um, watch the rugby. Come on, the Dutch. <laughs> no, watch we're, the, do, we're doing don't news know the reporting. Dutch, uh, we're doing, <laughs> we're doing news reporting at 8am. Oh, so and sending we'll a bulletin. A special a bulletin Sunday what morning. Time, what time do you special. pledge to get that out to the people? Anna? Well, <laughs> what time do you promise to get it out? I thought, and this is not because I want to sleep in or that I'm going to do it all tomorrow morning. Um, I thought I might wait until after the rugby's done. You Ooh. know, well, it's either that or before. Mm, before. <laughs> no, 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 no. All right, um, Sam is Sam is suggesting that you should drink those shots if you want them. I I'm, I, don't, I can't be doing it. What is the? What are they all? Are they all coloured for the? You meant to drink them when someone wins a seat. There should be an awful oh. lot of red ones left there in that case. I think. <laughs> um, thanks, Sam Robinson. Right. Thanks okay. to Janie um, and to Tiahe Butler and everyone else involved in this. Turn the mic off. Late night. Live stream debrief. Do wedding. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god. Mmm. Mmm. Talo for Lover. I'm Madeline Chapman, editor at The Spin Off. If you have the means, consider supporting our high quality journalism by becoming a Spin Off member. Sign up now at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. Kia ora e te iwi, Tiaihe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spinoff. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spinoff member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spinoff Podcast Network.